Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or comment or share it with a friend. Shabbat Shalom. It's an interesting time to live on earth right now with a pandemic and a stock market plunge. But one thing that's steady is Torah. And as we dig into this week's Torah portion, we find, as always, that there are lessons there for our real lives. This week we're reading Kitisa, which, like the last few portions, takes place at Mount Sinai. So what's happened so far at Sinai? Well, our people received the Ten Commandments from God. Then Moses went back up the mountain to receive a whole lot of other mishpatim, a whole lot of other laws and commandments, which ultimately comprise the Torah. Then there's a series of instructions for how to build a mishkan, a portable sanctuary or temple that the people carried with them through the wilderness. Instructions as well for how to make the clothing that the priests would wear. Then in next week's portion, the people will actually build that mishkan before making their way out into the desert to begin wandering toward the promised land. So what we're reading this week are essentially the preparations for that. What do you need to build a holy space? What do you need before beginning a journey? Well, the people are told first to take a census, collecting a half shekel from every person that will go towards supporting this new temple they're building and help them know the number of Israelites there in the wilderness. Everyone gives the same amount. It says, Ha'ashir lo yarbeh v'hadal lo yamit. The rich shall not pay more and the poor shall not pay less. Because when it comes to building community, every person matters. Every person's contribution matters. Every person's presence matters. We're likely to be particularly aware of that in the coming weeks as we move into social distancing and some of us even into quarantine, separating ourselves from each other, separating ourselves from the communities that we need in this moment where we need each other most. When we are separate from each other, we will have to find ways to reach out to one another, to support one another, to give our half shekel, so to speak, whether it be through electronic communications or online prayer services. We're fortunate to live in a time when we can communicate with each other, even when we're not physically present. So let's make sure not to leave each other alone, even as we're leaving each other alone. The next thing that happens in this Torah portion feels like it was made for coronavirus. God says, Vasita kiur nechoshet. You shall make a laver, a washing station of copper in the temple. And the priests shall wash their hands and their feet so that they will not die. That's actually what it says. The Torah portion this week tells us to wash our hands in order to stay healthy. Well, kind of. Actually, it tells the priests in the ancient temple to wash their hands. These were the guys who were primarily responsible for the worship of God, who were performing animal sacrifice. So there may be a little bit of admonition here to wash your hands when you're dealing with food and animal products. That's a pretty good coronavirus lesson also. But I actually think there's something deeper going on here. Because for the Torah, this isn't about cleanliness. It's about ritual purity. It's a sign that the priests are doing something holy, something life-affirming. Water in Torah is a symbol. It's the stuff of life. There are lots of water-related stories in the Torah that have to do with life and with hope. The creation story, the world essentially emerges from the water. The story of the Red Sea, our people pass from freedom to slavery through the waters into the next chapter of their life. 
So water is a symbol of life and hope in Torah. And as the priests wash their hands here, maybe it's a reminder that no matter what else is going on in the world, there's always hope and life to be found in each other's presence, in worship, in ritual, in community, in God's presence. That's a message that we all need in scary times. Moving forward in the portion again, we find that the people are commanded to pour their creative energy, to pour their ruach chokhmah, their spirit of wisdom, into building this mishkan. And it is to be beautiful and special. It is to be a holy space like none other. But, the Torah says, Ach et shabtotai tishmoru. Nevertheless, you must keep my Sabbaths. So the Torah interrupts itself interrupts its own description of the building of the Mishkan in order to remind people about Shabbat. And the commentator Rashi says that this is quite purposeful. He says, Even though you are anxious to finish the work, do not cancel Shabbat because of it. In other words, no matter what work we're doing, even the holiest work, we need breaks. We need time to recharge. We need the spirituality and the rest and the refocusing on values that Shabbat provides. And the point that the Torah is making here is that if that's true of building a holy space, then it's certainly true of all the other work that we do in the world. The reality is that in the coming weeks, a lot of us are likely to get a bit of a Shabbat, a forced rest. Events are being closed. Institutions are being shut down. Whether we like it or not, we're likely to have a little time on our hands. We can use that time to refocus on what really matters to us, our families, our learning, being our best selves. It's easy to forget those values in the mad rush of modern life until the mad rush of modern life is upended by something nobody expected. In fact, even the Earth seems to be getting a little bit of a rest right now. Carbon emissions are down. Production has slowed in certain places. In a world where the pace of life is determined by production and industrialization and urbanization, maybe the earth is reminding us that it needs Shabbat, that it needs a rest, that we can't go on this way. So we have a lot of lessons to learn right now. May we reach out to each other with words, not hands. As we wash our hands, literally and metaphorically, may we maintain hope that the next chapter can look different. And may we use this time, this warning from our planet, to stop, to refocus ourselves on what really matters, on the kind of life that we'd like to be living. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.